Hey, it's party time, which means uh, it's just another day in Studio 22. We're in the Mothership, the Chad Prather Show. Thank you for tuning in and uh, listening where podcasts are offered as well. I want to encourage you guys to go to the place where podcasts are offered and leave us a five-star rating. It's what we deserve. Leave us a review as well and uh, help us move on up the charts because it kind of sucks right now. I mean, it's a vanity thing. I just want to be higher up on the charts, okay? I, I want to be – I want to – sort of look relevant around here the puppet master the perfection himself mark is at the helm driving us in the nether regions of all things insanity alongside let's love brandon and uh conspicuously absent still chris cruz i heard tell that chris went to meet his um exchange students parents is that did you hear that Brandon, anything? No, I just am still convinced he's going to come back uh, converted to Islam. Converted to Islam. He's going to yeah, come back wearing a, one with. of those little hats. And, yeah. Do yeah, they have Yamakas in Puerto Rican? Yeah, one of those kind of things. Okay. The uh, But somebody somebody commented on the live chat watching the show last night that that's what he was doing. So folks watching the show obviously pay attention to Chris's life way more than we do. Apparently. apparently way Maybe more he's than. the real star and we just didn't know oh, it Oh, he 100% time. is. 100% <laughs> is. Uh, in the hot seat, Barb Allen, my very good friend, Barb Allen. She is the host of Flex Your Freedom. That's a podcast you need to be tuned into. I have been a guest on her show, and that's the one you need to start with because I was damn so good. So it was good. a good one. That was good. No, I, I love what I love your show. I think it's good. I like your plain talk. I like your real talk, and your just straightforwardness. And you just got that New York attitude. You know, it's good stuff. She is the author of two very significant books that you need to pick up and you need to read. Uh, the first one, and let's talk a little bit about your story, Front Toward Enemy. Obviously, that is what they print on Claymore Mines, um, which has a – and your husband. Your husband, uh, Lou, was uh, killed in Iraq, which, again, that could be anybody's story, right? Anybody could say that, but this right. was a very unique situation. How, did, how? What happened? Tell me that story. Lou and his commanding officer, Captain Philip Esposito, were murdered by the staff sergeant of the unit. This happened 10 days after Lou deployed. Uh, Phil had been there for a bunch of months already, and Lou came over specifically to help Phil manage the supply sergeant, who was no good, should have never been in the military in the first place, let alone in charge of supply. Mm. And he was being chaptered out because he was stealing from supply. He was just a disgrace, a disaster. It was time for him to go. And his name was Alberto Martinez. And Martinez knew that Lou was coming over to help Phil put that into play. And so he set a claymore mine outside the office of Phil's window and then threw some grenades to simulate an enemy attack, which worked. CID thought for the first 24-something hours that it was an enemy attack because that's where you go to. You're in a you're in Iraq. You know, in a hostile yeah. zone. Fob danger. It was ironically called, and so their mind doesn't go to. Oh, hey, maybe this was a homicide. Your mind goes to. We're in Iraq. We were attacked by the enemy, right? Yeah. So it wasn't until the next day when they were doing the standard investigation that they started to realize things didn't really add up to an attack, and they came back and informed us that there was an open homicide investigation. That, that, I mean, that yeah. to hear that, and when I first heard that story, I was like, that is mind-blowing. You know, you're in Iraq, you, you're there, you think you have a common enemy, but to get murdered yeah. by another American soldier. Right. And uh, let's back up, because your, your husband, he kind of took uh, a, a weird route to even get to Iraq, because he didn't just join the Army, right. right? You guys were living in New York, and he just decides one day to do what? 
he joined the National Guard. Lou had been. When he was about 18, he entered the Army, and then he realized he just wasn't mature. You know, it just was too right. much for him. Uh, so he asked for and received an honorable discharge. But he didn't even tell me that until... So you Maybe we know. were engaged, I think. He was ashamed of it. It, bothered, it oh, nagged wow. at him. It nagged at him, right? Because he had, and you know people, Chad, and I think in a lot of ways you're this person yourself. You're called to do something, right? So you're going to do it. And Lou was called to serve. He just, um, at it wasn't the right time for him the first yeah. time he went in. So it nagged at him and nagged at him and nagged at him until finally in about 1999, he's like, I'm joining the National Guard. You know, we had talked about him joining the military full time. And, you know, I'm like a barefoot backyard hillbilly kind of girl. I'm like, I don't really fit on a military base. Right. So I was like, "Uh, I'd rather not live on a military base. It's just not who I am. Right. Uh, So he said, "Okay, I'm joining the National Guard. And that's that was his decision to do that. And, you know, after 9-11, everything changed. And yeah. National Guard began being deployed overseas. Because you were, because I remember you saying that you you were telling. He's like, ah, it'd, be, it'd take a like a wild, random act of God for me to get called right. up and deployed, right? Yeah. And then, of course, I don't know if you want to call it an act of God, but a very right. crazy, monumental, historic event right. happened in nine eleven, and next thing you know, that's what's happening. He's being deployed. Yeah. But he'd only been there. You said ten days. He was in Iraq for ten days. Yeah. Wow. He deployed on Memorial Day 2005. So, you know, I went up to see him at Fort Drum and yeah. we had one last chance to hang out together. And I didn't want to go. I didn't want to say goodbye again. It was hard on me to go to say goodbye. I thought we had had a goodbye at home. And yeah, I just I didn't want to go through that again. But I'm really glad I did because, yeah. you know, we had a really special 24 hours together and it mattered. And so 10 days later, my doorbell rang. Mm. That is horrible. Um, and and then then you had to go through the investigation of a homicide. Yeah. You had to go. How long was the the when they found out what was going on? How long was the the court? Uh, the uh, whole process and all of that the beginning to end was three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yeah. I found out at the funeral that an American soldier had been arrested. Uh, the notice the notice came in at the funeral. My CAO, you're assigned a casualty assistance officer. Okay. It's like the guy that walks you through all the military yeah. process, or the woman you know that walks you through all the military process. And so, right after I got back in the car at the cemetery, he said to me that an American soldier had been arrested for killing Lou and Phil. And that was when you found out that this had. What, they told what, us what, it, was what, it was a homicide investigation, right? But you, yeah, but. Uh, I found out at the cemetery oh that he had been arrested. Wow. Yeah. What happened to that? I mean, what happened to the guy that they arrested? Um, we compare this to the O.J. Simpson case of the military, right? Because right. that's the most concise way you can say it and explain to people yeah. what happened without, because it is so complicated. And it's, I mean, that's why I wrote that book, because there was so much that happened in this case. Right that just sounds like it would never happen. Like, yeah. like I had to be making this up, right? But I'm not. Um, and so, I mean, it's just one thing after another after another went wrong, shouldn't have gone wrong between botched investigation techniques, between a prosecutor sleeping with the lead agent for CID and defense using that. I mean, all this behind really? the scenes stuff that happened. Um, and so i didn't put all of that in the book because i wanted to focus on the case and the evidence and the merits and martinez and all that right so there was just so much that happened uh, and, and you got a master's degree in criminal justice right yeah i started that during the trial process because 
I needed to understand. I needed right. to. Yeah. You, you, there's so much you don't know. And I was being told that I had to be wrong or I just didn't understand. And I'm like, well, then I'm going to learn, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I got my master's uh, in criminal justice and then I attended another court martial after this one uh, and went to that for a couple of months and talked with the government experts and watched that trial unfold and was able to compare and contrast the way a proper court martial is done compared to how ours was done yeah. and see that no I mean there's no just like today right we're seeing all this stuff happen and we're told that up is down down is up and right is on and, and so it was the same thing but I was alone and I was up against the military kind of thing yeah. and everybody telling me I was alone or I was wrong so I needed to do that for my own sanity and back myself up a little bit so so first of all you say you compare it to the OJ Simpson trial of the uh, of the military yeah. so what you're saying is OJ did it <laughs> I mean come on <laughs> and then uh <laughs> But you're also saying he got off. Yeah. Right? So the guy that murdered your husband. Pled guilty. Pled guilty and got off. Yes. So let's back up. Why Why did he do it? What was his motivation? Because he didn't want to get fired. That's why he did it. He didn't want to get fired. And with Lou and Phil dead, those were the only two that really had the means and the information. Mostly Phil, right? But he knew that, Phil, that Lou was coming in to back him up. Yeah. So he waited for Lou to get there so he could take them both out. Listen, Mark and Brandon, I'm not firing anybody, okay? I just want y'all to know that, all right? But uh, everybody's job is safe here. Uh, I don't care if you're selling secrets or anything else. The, uh, I mean, that's mind-blowing. I mean, you don't want to talk, I and mean, that's a crazy person. You're dealing with a crazy person. person I don't mentally- think he's, I, he's, not, he's not mentally ill. He's just, he's just evil. Yeah. He's just evil. There's a difference, right? You can't yeah. blame everything on mental illness. He's, he is not mentally ill. He wasn't. Um, he's he just a horrible just, human he's being. He's just evil. He had a history before the National Guard. He had a track record. He just was not an honorable person. He was just evil. Yeah. And he's dead now. He's dead now. But not because, very, of, the, not because of army, army capital no. punishment. No. Not because people, of justice in that regard. No. People sitting on death row for decades in the military uh, or in prison because their, sen- their death sentences were commuted. Yeah, because the military doesn't execute people. No. They, not I mean, anymore. Not, not anymore, anymore. They don't. They don't. Uh, they did. They went on. They went on a tear in the '40s and '50s, you know. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just they like, were good at it. They honed, they honed that practice. Yeah, they did, um, but not. But anymore. basically, if you get sentenced, uh, capital punishment in the military, that just means you're going to be living in prison for the rest of your right. life. Right. Wow. Wow. And you had four children. Yes. You still have them, but they yeah. were small. Yeah. At the time, four boys. They were six, five, three, and one. Golly. Yeah. It sucked. Barb. <laughs> But you and I have been friends for a minute. I, yeah. I uh, that, every time you tell that story and I hear it, it's just like, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, it's just just a tragedy of justice, and I mean, everything's laid out right in front of you. And there's a ton to this story. And if those of you out there who are listening to the show or watching the show, um, y'all need to get this book. You need to get this book. And then you wrote a, a follow up book, which I love. <laughs> uh, what not to wear to a murder trial, right? Fantastic title. That's Barb sitting there. That's an incredible cover. You can't really tell on the screen there, but you need to get this one as well. What not to wear to a murder trial. Why this book? I wrote that. So there there was an in-between book, too, that I wrote, How to Woo a Widow. It was just I needed to lighten things up and Mm -hmm. kind of chicklet it for a little bit. I love that book. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I really love that book as well. But uh, this book is sort of my full circle. That that first book I wrote... uh, while everything was unfolding and right. while I was so living in my here. pain and my anger. And I wrote it 
A, to tell the story of what happened and set the record straight. And yeah. and I thought that it could be used to teach, right? People, how many people in the military still come up to me and say, wow, I never thought that would happen or why would that happen? Or or they don't understand how to work with victims' families because the, you're, it's just not what the military is for, right? The military is yeah. designed to work victims' families or, or to think that soldiers are going to kill soldiers and all that. So I thought that there are so many warning signs in our case. Martinez literally threatened to kill Phil hundreds of times. And Phil didn't know. I, I and mean, nobody they, told they Phil. Didn't know that, yeah. Nobody told Phil, right? So, and and I did research. I wrote a thesis on murder in the military, and I compared and contrasted about a dozen cases of soldiers killing civilians or other soldiers. And I found all these warning signs in the, in all these cases that were that appeared in all of these cases. Right. But if you're not trained to look for it. I think at the end of the day, our, our military believes that no matter what a piece of shit that person is, you don't like them, you hate them, you can't stand them, you still believe that that uniform is the barrier. Sure. That, that it's not going to go past that uniform. You know, you can hate them. They could be an asshole. You can maybe want watch your shit around them or think that they're going to go do some... I'm cursing, sorry. You can curse. Okay. <laughs> like go... Uh, but, Nobody's but they, stopping you, Barb. <laughs> they yeah. don't think that, that they're going to do that, right? Right. So I want to... If Lou, if people in the unit had known to look for those warning signs. If any of those person people that heard Martinez threaten Phil had told Phil, if one person had told Phil, hey, Martinez is threatening to kill you, there's no way that Martinez would have been walking around and had access to do that, right? So I thought that that would help people learn. And then I thought if I could take people into my pain and care, because yeah. no one cared. You know, Lou, I say this in quotes, he was just, just a teacher, just a father. He wasn't a famous sniper. He wasn't a football player. Nobody really cared uh, about him and I'm like if people cared then they would have done something you know so I wanted yeah. people to care uh, and so that's a really heavy book to read I have a lot of people who say you know the first chapter I had to put it down over and over because it like I did a good job yeah. <laughs> like I, I made people feel the pain right this book I wanted to take people out of the pain and um, for a long time I thought the pain was my story yeah. was my life you know but and a lot of people get trapped in that that victim mindset that they get stuck in their pain, and yeah. then they waste their lives, and they yeah. waste moments and memories and talent and skill. Front toward enemy. Start there, and then uh, what not to wear to a murder trial. Yeah. You need to get these books, and uh, ah, and you, you've turned it. You've got a show now. We got we got to go to a break, but there's a ton. There's more to this story. There's I want to more. pick up on that, and then you and I are going to have fun together. All right, let's do it. Right, we're going to have fun. Uh, I want to tell you how you can lose 5, 10, even up to 20 pounds and do it safely, naturally, and without any of those jittery side effects. New Sioux Labs Weight Control Formula is a super antioxidant formula that is, it's helped thousands of people lose weight for good. In fact, there was a testimony from Kat in, uh, in uh, North Carolina who was talking about her results, said she lost over 30 pounds with New Sioux and kept it off, helped her to curb her appetite, improved her workout routine. Fantastic product. Highly recommend. You can get the look you've wanted for uh, for the summer, for the winter, whatever. Make sure you look good under the sweaters when it gets cold. It gets cold in New York, by the way. I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, you could do it with New Sue's Breakthrough Weight Control Formula. Order it right now. Try this brand new formula. Absolutely risk-free. Look in the mirror. Feel confident about how you look without the jitters, without the side effects. And if it doesn't work, you don't pay. Uh, go to newsuelabs.com slash chad. That's N-U-S-U-Labs.com slash chad. Newsuelabs.com slash chad. Enter promo code CHAD20. You get extra 20% off. And during this summer sales event, get a free month supply when you order limited supplies. So order now. Go to newsuelabs.com slash chad. Newsuelabs.com slash chad. And we'll be right back.
Oh, Barbara Allen. Chad Breather. Oh, Barbara Allen. <laughs> hey, by the way, before we go any further, pull that microphone a little bit closer to you. Do you want a pillow behind your back? Nope, thanks. You're okay? All I right. will You're fall fine. asleep. Nothing. I, I like to make sure. Nothing's boring. I'm going to I like asleep. to make sure the guests are comfortable and stuff, and you're sitting up yeah. so astutely. Um, <laughs> I should have asked you during the break, but I like to do I like to do stuff where everybody Let's can watch and real. listen. That's exactly right. Tear down the fourth wall is what I like to say. Um, but life goes on, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that was what two thousand five, so yes. seventeen years, and uh, you're engaged mm-hmm. to be married. Um, you've had people say negative things about you. Uh, Just a few. That, that's that's the way <laughs> life goes with anybody that's somewhere in the public eye. Yeah. Um, the, but you know the boys are doing good. Uh, they're all heading out in their own paths, doing yeah. their things their way. You know yeah. they've worked through. I wasn't always the leader they needed me to be because I was just so broken. So um, they had to kind of suffer along with my mistakes, right? So that impacted them, but they still love their mama. So that's yeah. good. You got to love your mama. Yeah. That's what that's what boys are supposed to do. Uh, and you told me that, that they didn't award a Purple Heart Correct. to your husband because it was not enemy. His death is classified as non-hostile, which really just... Seems pretty tweaks. hostile to me. <laughs> I almost named the book that, you know, some version of that, like a hostile death. Um, Did Pat Tillman? You talk about football Pat players. Pat Tillman Did he got get the Purple book? Heart. See, but that was friendly fire. Okay, yes. But, but that's what people say. They say, like, Lou was not friendly fire, right? So... That, well, and that's, see, that's just, that, you're right it wasn't friendly right, at all right it wasn't friendly at all so yeah. you can you you're awarded the purple heart if you're accidentally killed by an american soldier but not if you're intentionally killed by an american soldier you, you boys getting all this y'all keeping up with all this yeah bureaucracy is such bullshit yeah it is such bullshit it is bullshit well plus then they went ahead and acquitted the guy so technically they can't really say that he was killed by an american soldier because they acquitted the guy so there's nobody on paper saying so how do they know it wasn't the enemy that they like that they prefer that they approve of you know uh as opposed to the enemy they disapprove so they're having it both ways and they're doing it because they can because they can right they just uh i have fought so hard for the purple heart over the years and we've had a lot of help from congressmen from senators from medal of honor recipient you know people just doing their best to to help us that pisses me off try to make it happen yeah but it's not just for the medal, right? Yeah. A, it's his legacy, and that's important to me. And B, I think if if the military would just go on record and say that an, a military, a member of the military who willfully inflicts harm or death upon another service member in a combat in a hostile zone has aided and abetted the enemy, they're saying that Trump is guilty of treason, right? Yeah. For some fake ass freaking documents at the but. <laughs> <laughs> but you know a guy as a military member killing another member of the military he's not guilty of treason right so i'm just none of it makes any sense no it doesn't make <laughs> we need to start make it make sense chad make it make sense <laughs> lieutenant lou allen needs a purple heart he deserves uh, it and rightfully so yeah. i hate bureaucracy yeah i'm not a fan i hate it you get these bureaucrats involved in this stuff and the military yeah. is chief among them it just absolutely pisses me off just do the right thing do the right thing for 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 the one that gave his life and service to his country. Um, you know, he didn't ask for the circumstances to be what they were, no. are. Yeah. For his family, his sons. I mean, my God. Oh well. Well, I'm gonna I've got more questions we'll ask okay. later on, but um How you have doing, Barb? Some, have some fun. Welcome, Chad. welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I'm glad God. to be here. 
Good Lord, Brandon. I bring I bring these, my friends around here, and they get me all sad. And It's good stuff, though. Um, I don't know about you, Barb. You and I are the same age, basically. I want to call you out on that. You're like two months older than me, but um, you look way better than me. And uh, this is – I looked it up. I calculated it a little while ago. This is – 18,175 days of my life that I have not given a single shit about what Joe Biden has to say. <laughs> All right? Like, yeah. I don't care what Joe Biden's saying. Because, again, uh, Joe ain't the one saying no. it. It's the puppet. Whoever's got their arm up his ass. That, that's who's saying it right now. Talking about bureaucracy. Is? Yeah. Joe doesn't even know what he's saying. Right. I mean, this guy gets on his mental tirades and he just starts barking at whoever he's talking to. It's insane. You live in the... Cesspool, which is New York. State, yes. Yeah, you live in New York. New York, not, California. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're not New York City. And, no. and again, with all due respect to some very fine people that are in both California and New York, damn, how do you do it? Um, I don't know. It does suck. The past few years, they were actually very depressing years to be in New York. It was the the time I felt the it the most. I hate winter, so winter is always hard for me right. to, to deal with. But other than that, New York is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. It's a gorgeous state. There's a lot of really great people there. We have friends. We have family there. There's potential there. It's just being ruined. It's being pillaged and plundered by the politicians Damn. and elected or unelected, right? And I'm on a countdown clock now. Dave's, my fiance's youngest, will graduate high school in a couple of years, mm-hmm. in three years. And if New York has not begun to swing the pendulum back, we need Lee, we need Lee, Lee Zeldin. I can't even speak this morning. Lee we Zeldin, need Lee yeah. Zeldin in office. Do you this think year. Kathy Hochul gets reelected? I, I mean, think she will. You think she will? I mean, just, I'm sorry. I, see, I shouldn't say that. I'm like because I'm all for Lee Zeldin. I think we can elect Lee Zeldin. I think it's possible. Yeah. Um, if everybody gets off their asses and goes to the polls, yeah. and if the election is fair and honest, yeah. So those are two big things that have to happen. It's possible. <laughs> But it needs the right things to happen, and Since so if that doesn't happen, I, 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 I we can't talk about do it bureaucracy anymore. and big government and all that. And it's amazing to me how 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 many people just are brainwashing on the government tit. Like they just they you say, hey man, the government does not have your best interest at heart. They want to shut you down, lock you down, keep you away from right. church, from funeral service, from weddings. I mean, they want to shut, cart you your job, right. and put some unknown juice in your body that's going to affect your heart in some weird way. Um. And people are like, yeah, they're going to fight for that. They're going to keep that up, keep going. Yeah. You got a governor in New York who says, well, Republicans just need a bus ticket <laughs> and go to Florida. Uh, that I don't generally jump in and wait around or just, and I try to keep a lid on my emotions. You know, I don't like to give people power <laughs> to piss me off. Like, if right. I get pissed off, that's my choice. All right. I'm like, she said that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going in. I choose to be pissed at you for this one, Kathy Hochul, yeah. because that is the last straw. Like, who what do you think you are? Yeah. I'm like, I am not a New Yorker. I was born and raised here. I pay taxes here. My husband died in the New York Army National Guard. I raised four kids without him for the New York. And you have the balls mm. to sit there and tell me I am not a New Yorker because I'm calling you out on your books. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. You, can you got bullshit. me going. You got me going, Chad. Um, so I was like, I, enough. Yeah. Like she, she just needs to go. And she said a lot and done a lot of really horrible stuff but that just showed who she really is like yeah and this is a she woman wasn't who even was elected. not elected she, she wasn't, wasn't elected. even elected she wasn't elected and and Ooh. you're gonna do that and god forbid she absolute gets... power corrupts absolutely right and she yeah. is um she's the she's a poster bitch. girl for that yeah she really she has her pad on sticky side up i would say almost <laughs> every day of the year <laughs> 
That's she's what I a, would think. She's got the sticky side yeah. of her pad. You flip on it around, Kathy. On her flip it over. Twat. Yeah, flip it yeah. over and uh, things will change for you. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I think of Kathy Hochul. I know. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, mm-hmm. they're talking about her, talking about Gavin Newsom. They said, well, what do you think about what Joe Biden said? I said, let me stop you right there. I, I do not give a shit what Joe Biden said. Yeah. I don't care what Kathy Hochul has to say. I don't care what Gavin Newsom has to say. I don't, I mean, my God. I care that they're in power. Yeah, I mean. That's it's a, what I care about. They can say whatever exactly. they want once they're out of office. Exactly. And it doesn't impact me anymore. A hundred percent. Because like, they're the, poking the bear a little too hard. And a lot of bears in New York are. Yeah, are ready to to rumble, you yeah. know, because it's like it's enough. And for those, I always remind everybody because you know we used to do on our tour route, we would do Buffalo, uh, Syracuse, Rochester. Did I get that in order, but from west to east, Buffalo, Syracuse, Rochester, or Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, yeah. and then Albany, right? And then yeah. we would do that route. We need to go back and do it again. I know. I'm well, like an hour from Albany again. COVID screwed up everything uh, yes yeah, so. so i have people who say why don't you come do shows in california anymore it ain't on me i mean right. i used to do 16 shows a year in california right. at least 16 well, cities i'll organize a campaign to get you back to do yeah, a show they in, just have to redo it yeah of course you know the, the guy that had me in and look at this head the guy that had me in in rochester he was like man everybody was blowing me up saying i can't believe that you're having a racist in here to come do you are a racist child a, i've been horrible. hanging out with you for a while now and I, just, I cannot believe what yeah. racist you are it, you might horrible. be the most racist person i've ever met we were at dinner last night and, <laughs> and our and our black waitress came up and brought our food i was like i will not eat that i will not eat that food we will not leave her a tip <laughs> no people are so stupid um <laughs> <laughs> I love giving the enemy sound bites, right? I know. I love that right yeah. there. I think they got a good few of them here. There, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you are racist, Chad. I've known you a long time. <laughs> Military um, widow calls Chad Prather a racist. <laughs> yeah, I can see that headline. Let's write that book. Um, front towards black people. The uh, <laughs> um, What were we talking about? I don't know. You're a ridiculous. You're a ridiculous person. 100%. And racist. And racist. You're ridiculous racist. Ridiculously racist. Yeah. No, but I'm looking at all these people, and I'm like, I don't, they, like they're trying to destroy the country. Yeah. They really are. Um, you know, and you go, I, I can't go to, there's certain states that I want to go back to, to do shows. I don't want to go to Washington. I'm, I'm going to Washington right. in October to do a show, because I do one every year north of Seattle and Everett. Yeah, but you know what? The people there need you to come. Like, we they need do. to laugh, Chad. They like, do. we need, like, you're actually, and this is not to get all dramatic about it and all that but when you're freak, when you're stressed and you're struggling humor is yeah. the greatest tool and so you're coming in and you're giving people a chance to just sit together and just laugh and people and I it's been a long that. time since people just got together and laughed so you're actually more than ever more than before more than before all this bullshit started what you're doing is actually important you know it matters yeah. because people I, need that and i see that i you know i get it like i was reading a headline this morning i've kind of been on a two-day news fast but i was reading a headline this morning about Asheville, north carolina and how it's just become a seedbed for violence and progressivism in terms of and antifa and all this kind of stuff that's there and they've already had like 11 homicides in Asheville, gorgeous yeah it's beautiful Asheville, north carolina mm-hmm. which has just become and you wouldn't think of that when like, you picture why? you know yeah. and i've did i've used to do shows in Asheville, and it's right. like i don't want to go back right you know i don't want to go back because like if you're if you guys are just going to sit there and let your town go to shit like and 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 you let these people invade it i'm just like yeah but they could be you people can just be so defeated you feel defeated tell me how, right tell me about it and so when you're feeling defeated chad you could be the thing that comes in and disrupts that 
mindset I could bring and the defeat. Great awakening. In the, you could bring the great awakening. I could tell a story about um, my vasectomy, make people laugh, and it would bring the great awakening. It, takes, yes. it would open eyes. Because people just, they give up. They forget what it's like to 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 <laughs> laugh yeah, and feel true. hope, you know? And so you can come in and remind them, and you can get a couple digs in and have some fun on the way. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really selfish of you not to go to chat. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you loud and it's clear, really, Barb. Like, uh, get off your, sit here all comfortable in Texas and just let everybody else just cut us loose. sitting here talking. I haven't even looked at the clock. How far are we going? <laughs> uh, my bad. This is, see what you do to me, Barb? <laughs> Uh, I Got me all fired up this morning. I'm excited about Bonner Private Wines. I'm excited because they're still a sponsor of the show. <laughs> Plus, Malbec wine. is delicious. It, it's good wine. You yeah. want to open one up in a little while? Yeah. You want a little sip of it? All right, we'll do that. We'll find, so we find a, find a <laughs> bottle opener. Uh, these are the best Malbecs in the world, and uh, this extreme altitude wine. Uh, Bonner Private Wines, they're, they're uh, 9,000 feet up in the air is where this vineyard is it's like the third highest in the world nine thousand feet in the air and uh, what it does it makes the grape a whole lot stronger more robust and just creates an incredible malbec grape and uh, makes your your meat healthier it helps your digestion uh it brings out the flavors and uh, you're going to get the blackberry you're going to get the smoke you're going to get a little dark cherry leather even it's fantastic and let me tell you something on election night when joe biden got in we drink a lot of this stuff. It's uh, almost impossible to get on your own. So, again, with our show, we bring you a great deal. Uh, go to uh, BonnerPrivateWines.com, BonnerPrivateWines.com, slash Chad. You're going to get the wine for 50% off, plus they'll give you free shipping and a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from the exclusive wine cellar there at Bonner. So four bottles for the price, price of three. It's a deal that is hard to turn down if you are a wine lover like me and Barb. So visit BonnerPrivateWines.com, slash Chad. Claim your bonus bottle and become a part of America's most unique wine club, BonnerPrivateWines.com, slash Chad. Get your wine today we'll be right back hey folks welcome back um i you know it's that time of the show where i gotta attempt to wax eloquent folks i'm forced to consider the distinct possibility that the eggheads in charge of information gathering throughout the boundless halls of academia have run out of things to study uh this observation comes courtesy of the latest high-profile scientific investigation conducted by the university of pennsylvania uh which found that and just wait for it you're gonna love it here it is there is a strong link between parenthood and social conservatism Dun, dun, dun. Now, I could just end it right there. Uh, those of you who like numbers could look through the study and get your rocks off, I suppose. But for the rest of us, the collective response reverberating back towards the source is um, no shit, Sherlock. But you know me, I got to chew on this for a minute and you got to sit there and listen. So let's dispense with the obvious. Of course, parents are more likely to be socially conservative. When you're a parent, you got a bigger dog in the fight than you otherwise would. It's that simple. Or is it? Now, does a bent towards social conservatism arise merely out of having progeny who are going to go out into the world about whom you care and for whom you wish to a world that will exist that will at least amount of, you know, rein in the most insanity possible? Is it just that you don't want your kids to be exposed to things like drag queen story hour because you don't want said kid to experience any more than the usual levels of sexual confusion as he or she grows up or that you don't want your kids slingshotting into the world of adulthood, having taken on and embraced the absolutely asinine concept that he or she is racist from birth due to the hue of skin in which he or she is wrapped. 
I would argue no. I think it's more complex than that. And I don't think we necessarily spend the requisite amount of time critically thinking about it because it does seem so intuitive to us. Social conservatism is a natural outgrowth of a fundamental and, yes, ideological framework upon which the world that we build for ourselves as a society rests. So from a socially and even economically conservative perspective, the individual works together with other individuals to both build and maintain that framework. Like Things like family, community, faith, participation in the marketplace of ideas, and the literal marketplace itself, these are the cornerstones of that framework. And as I said, the individuals work together to build and maintain it. Uh, So what does the left do in response to that? The exact opposite. That's what they do. Theirs is the job of subverting the dominant paradigm. Have you ever heard me say that before? They subvert the dominant paradigm, and they do so collectively. Do you see the uh, mirror negative image here? So we come together as individuals. They exist together as a collective. We resolve to build and maintain the paradigm, making changes down through time as they become obvious and or absolutely necessary. But we're careful about it. They come in like Miley Cyrus riding a wrecking ball naked and tearing shit up. (coughs) Because obviously tearing shit up is the nature of their beast. The opposite of social conservatism isn't really social liberalism. It's social entropy things break down it is the second law of thermodynamics things in motion tend to break apart they break down and the center does not hold this happens naturally over time and you have to decide whether you're going to help repair the ship or help sink it and those who are actively helping sink it right now are i think mostly doing so out of ignorance there's no critical thinking uh they've been raised to not think like that (coughs) and and you know just to to not think with any complexity that's three or four moves ahead of their current one. And as a result, they're backing the most dangerous ideological maelstrom that we've ever seen. And hey, social conservatism has its downsides as well, but they're dropping the bucket by comparison. So keep on keeping on, University of Pennsylvania. Maybe next, t- next month you'll study whether most college students like to drink and get laid. That'll be a party, and the results will be about as surprising, I'd imagine. And uh, stop letting men swim with your women. How about that, University of Pennsylvania? Yeah, this place is a bastion of good ideas, right? Isn't that where the dude swims? Leah, Leah uh, Thomas kicks all the women's ass. I mean, I'm telling you, you're ranked 438th in men's swimming. You listen to one Shania Twain song and feel like a woman. Ba, 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 <laughs> uh, that's my buddy Jesse Payton's joke. I got to give him credit. That's, he does that on, his, on stage, and it's funny shit. Um, Mike Lindell. <laughs> Mike Lindell's a danger to America, guys. The My Pillow guy is a danger to America. Which, by the way, uh, if you go to mypillow.com, use promo code Prather and get twenty percent off. Uh, I told Barb in makeup. I said, "You may be the only conservative I know that doesn't have a My Pillow code." Well, I got to change that. You need to call gotta, him and be, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll connect call you. Him. I'll just, no, no, I'll I'm going to connect you here, with I'm my people. I'm just going to call him right now. I'll connect you with Mike Lindell. Well, you'll need I'll to call his you. other cell phone. I'm going to connect <laughs> okay. you. Well, he doesn't have his cell phone because the FBI confiscated <laughs> oh, it while he was sitting in a drive-thru <laughs> well, at a freaking Hardee's. We could, we could have a great talk with whatever agent answers yeah. it. That could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, is this Peter Strzok? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Lisa Page. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> y'all are sexting. Um, <laughs> he was sitting at a drive-thru. And I will connect you with my pillow, by the way. Okay. Uh, you need your own promo code. They're I have the, a they, my pillow. I have a my pillow. They're, I, like I'm not. I don't sleep on their pillows, but yeah. I tell you what, I do use because I have their pillows. But I, I don't. They're not my favorite. Okay. Um, in that regard, I love their dog beds. I love their slippers. You sleep on the dog bed? No, but my dogs love them. Huh. And I'll tell you what, I love more than anything is their towels. 
Really? Their towels are fantastic. You know how when you get new towels, they kind of got that shiny stuff on there that makes them kind of slick. Okay. You, it, I mean, new towels, like it's, you got to wash them a few times before they start feeling towel-y. Okay. Mike doesn't put that on his towels. He doesn't put that stuff on the towels. He skips that step. And Maybe so, they're just used towels, so somebody else has already made them feel towel-y. They've, somebody, they, just... they, you know, Mike's been wiping his ass with them. I don't know go. what he's doing. But either way, great <laughs> towels. And I texted yeah. her the other day, Krista at my over there, and I said, uh, I need beach towels because their beach towels are incredible. And she goes, how many you need? And I, I said, I, just send me half a dozen. I don't care what they look like or anything. And she did. I mean, within two days, bam, they were there. It's a great company. But Mike Lindell, apparently, apparently what the contents of Mike Lindell's cell phone are more important than uh, Hunter Biden's laptop or 10% to the big guy oh, or who's on Jelaine Maxwell's guest list on Epstein Island. Um, so anyway, we'll see, what, we'll see what's on old uh, Mike Lindell's cell phone in this witch hunt. Absolutely stupid. And this is the stuff that that actually just makes me angry. Yeah, I, I'm like, where are these people going to stop? Where are they going to stop? They're not going to stop. And I think we were talking about this before. I think we're just starting to see the the glimpses of what's to come. Yeah, hold that thought because I want to yeah. bring that back up. Let's okay. let's go to a break in a second, yeah. and I want to bring that back up. Just seeing the glimpses of things to come. Yeah. I want to talk about that because what we were saying before the show started is, is pretty pretty. Uh, you you got to remember Mike Lindell, Brandon, I don't know if you know this or not, but Mike Lindell, his drug addiction was so bad that his two uh, drug dealers actually sat him down and had an intervention. What? That's actually kind of cool, to be honest. But no, yeah. I did get his, uh, I got his audio book just because it's him reading it. The book's it. incredible. Oh, it's fantastic. It's one of the most awesome stories ever. That's a crackhead who made something of himself. Like yeah. Hunter. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I mean, a gambling addict. I mean, here's a guy who pulled himself up and out. Right. And I mean, he's a strong personality. Don't get me wrong. Most people who haven't had addictions, they are. Right. They're, they tend to be addicted somewhere else and something else, you know. And uh, Mike's addicted to pillows and election fraud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God bless you, Mike. We're praying for you, buddy. Um, yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's take a break. We're going to talk about that. We'll be right back. So you talked about this kind of being the tip of the iceberg. Um, we're, we've just kind of seen a, a, a previews of what's coming with this Banana Republic nonsense going on with the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mike Lindell cell phone and stuff like that. Where are we headed as a country? What are, you, what are your thoughts? I feel, I, I don't know, you know, I'm no expert. I don't know what's going on in the inner circles, behind the scenes. I mean, none of us really do, I trust right? the woman's intuition. Um, I feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. I feel like we're getting pushed closer and closer to the edge where enough people are going to stand up and push back, but we're not there yet. There's still there's still too many people yeah. who are still sitting comfortably letting people like us take the arrows for them. Like, I'm still getting messages. Thank God you're out there doing that. I can never do, I can't lose my job. I can't lose this or or you sound crazy, you know. Um or, and they're still they're still standing by all the stuff. They're still standing by we're the crazy ones. Yeah. Even though everything that we've said has proven to be not a conspiracy theory, but just true, right? They're they're not they're not there yet. So I think I think it needs to get worse for enough people to finally 
be unable to deny it anymore, you know, and to yeah. stand up and push back. So I think we're all going to suffer until all these freaking yahoos wake up yeah. and say, all right, you're, I get it now. Yeah, no, it's bad. Yeah. And, and the bad thing is they start to lump people in who really have nothing to do with any of that stuff, right. you know. Um, you know, you want to take several hundred people for January 6th that went in a place maybe they shouldn't have gone or, or did some things they shouldn't have done. And then lump an entire, you know, what, 70, 75 right. million people that voted for Donald Trump right. into that one group of people. As you and I have said, and I've said on this show, and I've said it in, in our overtime segments, is don't judge the entire body by the assholes. And, and again, it's a very profound statement. You, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to, yeah, they're trying to, anyway. Um, but you are That's doing true. something about it. You've got your show, Flex Your Freedom, which I encourage everybody to uh, subscribe to and, and listen to that, where podcasts are offered. Where, where all can they find that? Is there, everywhere podcasts everywhere. are at. Yeah. yeah. Plus, we do the videos up on YouTube, and we're just starting to throw them on Rumble too. Yeah. Rumble's a little harder to get traction onto, but yeah, yeah, it is. We found that. Um, but help her grow that show because it's a relevant show, and Barb's a great interviewer, and um, it's a good show with good guests. And I and I want you to have all the success in the world and um, support her where you can financially and all that kind of stuff. But you you're working on a you're working on a what, what do you call it a, a conference? Yeah, this will be the second time we did it. We we pulled it off in January last year. Yeah, the Great American Summit. It was Great our American first Summit. one. Summit. I love that name. Yeah, that's Dave Brown. He's good at that shit. He knows he knows yeah. what he's doing. Um, so the Great American Summit. We'll have the second one this year. We're, that's why I'm here in town now. Other than not me coming here and hanging out with you. Son of a... Um, that was my. Uh, that was my in. I'm like, Chad, I got to come anyway, so you may as well just let me yeah, on your maybe show. Maybe have you on the show. <laughs> yeah. But you, so you're, uh, but you're, we're looking for, we're trying to find summit. you a place to the do. The venue uh, and the dates we're looking to lock in this this week. But we'd like to, we're looking at March or April of this year to put the next one together. And, yeah. you know, I live in New York and we came to Texas to do it because New York was a prison state, really. Yeah. And so Texas was very welcoming to us. Well, it's a to good come central location yeah. for the U.S. People can come in from all over and I'm yeah. excited about it. And, uh, I, there's there's some facilities there's some venues that I want to recommend and I think you know in the Dallas Fort Worth area that I think would be good that would be conducive to what you're trying to do and a Great American Summit you can't go wrong with that yeah it's you, cool it's you cool you bigot you racist yeah you know you probably you probably hate brown people too but whatever we do it's a <laughs> we do. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna layer that, but I realized even that was bad enough. That's so. But people funny. are gonna take that and be like, oh, you know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> people are stupid, man. They, um, that's that's an understatement. <laughs> no, that is geez, an understatement. People actually believe that. People, there's a lot of people. We're all the villain in someone's story. There's a lot of people I'm a villain too, just because they believe stupid shit they heard about, yeah. me, which isn't true, right? But um, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was told today, Brandon, on a social media post that I'm the devil and my ex-wife is an angel. And I was like, you're not wrong absolutely not wrong I she'd concur. probably agree with that one yeah i'm like you, you know whatever so whatever you're the devil too barb uh where can people find you um i'm on instagram as barb allen speaks and uh our website our primary website is great american syndicate.com syndicate mm -hmm. great american syndicate.com check it out like i said support her where you can send her venmo i don't care what you do just do it <laughs> We're gonna. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna do my part. I'm gonna get her right. connected with Michael Lindell. Yeah. If he's not in prison by then, who knows? Yeah, you're gonna come to our summit too, right? Oh you yeah, I'm, I'm there. Right, I mean, that's right. a given. I'm gonna be at the summit. Put your ass on the stage. I'm 100. percent right. I work cheap, girl. The uh, I know. I, <laughs> I do. I do all kind of things for tequila. Um, 
No, we'll we'll do that, and right. uh, I'm excited about the thing. But I want to encourage everybody. Seriously, go get the book Front Toward Enemy. For Enemy, Front <laughs> Toward Enemy, yeah. and uh, read the story of Lieutenant uh, Lou Allen. This is a great story. It's a sad story. Uh, it's a tragedy. But um, wow, the the voice that has come out of it in the form of Barb Allen. Um, I'm proud that you stand for what you stand for and say the things you say and you know i can tell have have a couple drinks with barb i promise you, she doesn't hold back <laughs> she doesn't hold back so it's gonna be good stuff and then sure. and then stay tuned i'll remind you again about the uh, great american summit that's going to be coming up probably in the spring of next year in dallas fort worth so we'll make sure you got a crowd there for that and uh be good stuff how long are you in town? Are you a couple days? A couple, couple hey, more days. Do yeah. this. I want you to stick around. I want you to be on tomorrow's show, too. We're going to right. see if I can uh, throw a rope around Sarah Gonzalez, get her in here on the couch, and we'll just have a free-for-all on our Thursday Let's do it. and get off the rails and just get absolutely just hog wild. Uh, yeah. I want to encourage people. I've got a new thing going on. We uh, Our76forever.com, um, we've got uh, – we we created this incredible seven you know for seventeen seventy six obviously but created this incredible seventy six logo that uh, it's got the American flag built into it and um, it's uh, we we've got all these different things coming out soon but we've got this pin right you put it on your hat you put it on your thing and you stick it in your I don't care what you're doing but anyway I'm creating a whole basically um, just. We're going to put out a thing that says, you know, this this is what I believe in. This is what I stand for. And I want people to get those pins and just wear them. I want to show a thing of solidarity with these pins and just say, let's get back to being a constitutional republic. And let's get back to being, a you know, the people who embrace the Declaration of Independence because we are free thinkers. We are independent thinkers. You know, we don't assimilate well as Americans. We, we are very much individuals and we want our individual freedom. And so I'm kind of putting together a creed for this for this, you know. You know, a lot of creeds have been written in the form of this Declaration of Independence and various things, you know, that represent 1776. But uh, check it out. Go over to uh, our store at 76forever.com and check it out. And then I want to remind you guys to uh, go to chatonblaze.com and let's do a little shopping over there. I'm going to tell you a couple of dates where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in. Uh, actually, let's go to a break. We'll come back and we'll finish up. Hang tight. Barb, you ever been to Paul Huska, Oklahoma? That's a negative on that. Yeah, it's north of Tulsa. Um, I'm going to be there Saturday night. Got a show there. It's almost sold out, so you need to get your tickets. There's a few tickets left. Uh, if you're in the Tulsa area, whatever area that is north of there, get a ticket. Come hang out. It's going to be a fun night. Uh, it's a comedy show, so I'm not bringing the band. It's just going to be me. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. And then uh, if you want music, I'm going to be in Fredericksburg, Texas. This show is literally about to sell out. Fredericksburg, Texas on the 23rd of September. And uh, then October 1st, we're in Godly, Texas. We're going to get Godly and Godly. Um, a lot of tickets left over for that one. That was one we just added. We can put about 1,000 people in that room, and I want everybody to show up and uh, come hang out with me and the Ragamuffins and, and check us out. You can get more information, watchchad.com. But there's a few places. I mean, talking about North Carolina, at the end of uh, – I'm sorry, the 1st of November, we're going to be in Greensboro. Um, uh, end of October, I'm going to be in Everett, Washington, back up there in that cesspool. Uh, Everett's not. Getting close, but close to the cesspool, which is Seattle. And uh, November 12th, Quincy, Illinois. 
uh, Port Charlotte, Florida, coming back there in November, and uh, Ottumwa, Iowa, going to be up there in Steve Dace country. So anyway, watchchad.com's got all the information, but I want to remind everybody, if you want to get overtime and you need to get our overtime, you can only get it on Blaze TV, and uh, it is on the network. You go into where it says Chad Prather Show, and the show will be in there. Subscribe, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad to save. We're getting off the rails tomorrow. Love you. God bless you, and see you then. Bye. Thank you.